Alrighty, welcome everyone. This is Jim Collins with another episode of Journey to the Pit. Uh, we got started on time this evening, which is great. We got another special guest coming in tonight. We're going to do a switch up. It's going to be a little different uh, than what we have been doing, um, you know, since the beginning of Journey to the Pit. We're going to switch it up a little bit, you know, uh, and bring a, a guest on that I think um, will kind of give us some insight. You know, I think uh, this this next get, guest is going to be a very special guest. Is a young cocker uh, coming in. We're going to hear his story. You know, um, listening to him is is very encouraging and very informative. And and we're not going to be talking about you know bloodlines and how to worm and setups and you know all that kind of stuff. That's not what this episode is about tonight. Um, our episode tonight is going to be about listening to a young cocker. Newly coming into the game, you know, what his life experience has been like since he's been in the game, what got him into chickens, you know, um, what type of feedback and help he's getting, you know, what is his perspective on the game foul community? And I think it's extremely important because, again, you know, guys like himself in that age group, that they're the next generation, they're our future. So it's extremely important that we listen to them find out what they need, you know, how they feeling to see what we can do to help create the next generation. You know, that's what I have always been talking about with 362 is all about taking part and taking an active role and creating the next generation that we want to see. So having our next special guest on this evening will kind of give us some insight, you know, give us some insights, also some encouragement, some inspiration, knowing that these are the kind of young men and young women that's coming into our sport. Um, and then that we, what, we need to do everything that we possibly can to make sure that we're setting them up for success. Um, so I'm going to bring our special guest in. He's a young guy. You know, we put a little twist on his show, but I think his interview will be the first of many. We will be interviewing more younger cockers because we need to always keep our ear to the ground. We need to always have some type of connection to the to, to the to the next generation um, is extremely, extremely important. So he's going to be the first of the younger generation that's going to be coming on Journey to the Pit. And as you all know, we don't talk about anything illegal here. You know, we're just going to bring on our next special guest to talk about his history, his perspective. And I think that um, I think that all y'all guys will enjoy it. Luis Rodriguez is from Stockbridge, Georgia. Hmm. Send me a PM, man. But listen, let me uh let me go on. Let me bring our next special guest in tonight. It's <laughs> a great young guy, man. He's coming in in three, two, one. Here you go. Dakota, how you doing this evening, brother? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Is the audio and visual good on your end? Yes, sir. Good as always. Okay, good. So what I'm going to do is obviously, you know, we always say the disclaimer prior to starting the show. So Mr. Code is on the screen right now. So all the information discussed in this interview is for historical, educational, and entertainment purposes only. None of this information is intended for any illegal purposes, and all opinions are respected of the individual. So Dakota Buffington, Legacy Smith Game Farms, man. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on tonight. And uh, I'm pretty sure you have watched, you know, many episodes of the show. So, you know how we start out. Let's start out, man, by you telling us a little bit about yourself for the people who do not know you. We can kind of get an understanding of who we're talking to. All right. All right. Um, well, obviously, a lot of you don't know me. My name's Dakota Buffington. I'm 20 years old. I'm from a little town in northeast Georgia called Murrayville, Georgia, and I own Smith's Legacy Game Farm. Um, it's been a wild ride to get here i believe that 
It's been a wild ride, huh? Yes, sir. Well, tell me this. Let's start it off like this. How did you come up with the name? Um, well, believe it or not, the name is it's family. Um, my great grandpa's okay. name was my my great grandpa's name was Henry Smith, and okay. you, you know he raised you know cows, chickens, game chickens. He raised right. He raised everything, and my farm is about about a hundred yards past where his winning pastures were for calves. So wow. my farm, you can look at my farm and take about, you can look where my brood pens are and look up the hill and my great grandpa's house was up on the hill. So that's where it came from with Smith's legacy farms. So I mean, it's just, right, it's heritage. Man. So it has some, yep. It has some heritage. It has some meaning. I mean, that's, that's, that's extremely important, man. And again, you know, it's just, you, you, you're carrying it on. You're carrying it on. Like you said, your grandpa had all kinds. He was basically a farmer because he yes, had sir. everything. He had all the farm animals and all that. So that's a beautiful thing, man. So you got to start it off right with the right concept that you wanted to carry on something. Yes, sir. So tell me this, how long have you been in game foul? <laughs> um, <laughs> believe it or not, January 30th, this past January 30th was a, it marked a year that I'd been raising my own chickens. So okay. I'm, okay. I'm still, I'm still a little green behind the ears, but. <laughs> oh no, you're going to be green behind the ears. If we had this conversation 10 years down the road, you'd still right. be green behind it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, tell, so, so let's talk about now, you know, what got you into game foul? I mean, that's a funny story. I mean, I love to tell it. Um, I've been around chickens my entire life, like I said. But, I mean, I was on a job site one day working for my grandfather. And, you know, my grandfather and, you know, one of his workers were talking about Kelso's and hashes. And I was like, what in the world is that? And, you know, right. his, worker, his worker pulled up some picture and was like, you know, you know, this is a Kelso, this is a hatch. And I was like, I want one of those. And he was like, right. okay. And, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, maybe he thought I was kidding well, a week later, you know, I get a phone call. It's like, hey, there's a rooster in my yard. You, you want to come get him? I was like, oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, wow. that's, how, it, that's how it started was one, one Kelso rooster, and that's what started it. One Kelso rooster. So, tell me this. The person you got him from was the same one that was showing you the pictures? Yes, sir, it was. Wow. So, you got your start a little over a year ago. Yes, sir. And, uh, and from those pictures, you basically fell in love. Yes, sir. It was, it was, it was well, for lack of better terms, it was love at first sight. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing, man. I tell you, man, these animals are majestic animals. And, and, and a lot of times, I, I just think it's almost something biblical because yeah. roosters, game fowl are talked about in every religion on this planet um, in many different forms. Uh, but, but it seems like every cocker, you know, every game fowl breeder, when they first see it, they can't really even explain it. You know, That's when right. I first seen it, I haven't even been in game foul that long. I've been in game foul probably a little over eight years. And and I had seen game foul when I would when I was younger, probably in my twenties, in my twenties, um, down in uh Plant City, Florida. I had a friend of mine that had some back then, but I, I knew nothing about it. I was visiting him. He just happened to have him out there on tie cords. Yeah. But when I moved to Puerto Rico and had my first opportunity to see game foul, I just was like I couldn't, I like had to have one, yeah. even if I didn't even know what to do with it. I yeah. needed to have one so I can get up and look at it, play with it, touch it, feel it. It was the, yeah. the animal just unbelievable, yes. unbelievable, unbelievable. Yes. 
So you got your first chicken, right? Yes, sir. This is where it all starts. I, I would <laughs> say it's all downhill from there, but it's not. It's actually all uphill because it's, yes, it's a journey, man. You know, it's, it's yeah. a lot of work, you know, and I always say, you know, once you get that first chicken, it's like it's all downhill, but it's actually not. It's actually all uphill because it ain't yes, easy. Sir. You can roll downhill. You got to put right. in a lot of work to go uphill. <laughs> yeah, so that's, right. that's where your journey started at, man. One of, one, of the, one of the guys that worked for your grandfather showed you some Kelsos and hatches with, with a pitcher. And a yes, week sir. later, uh, he told you he had one and you went over and got. So what did your first game foul look like, man? I mean, he was just a – he's a pearl-legged straight comb Kelso. I've, I've still got him. He's, you know, six years old. He's a broodcock. He's feisty. Right. I love him. I mean, right. I mean, right. It's it's funny, you know. He sits on the corner of my yard, and uh, I walk out, you know, every morning to go water chickens. And every morning, I'm like, man, it's kind of wild, you know. That that one Kelso rooster, you know, sparked a passion, basically, sparked, you know, yep. something I, I I foresee myself doing for a long time. You know, it's 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 right. a wild thought process every morning when I walk out there and see him. Do you walk out there? It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Absolutely, yes, sir. And. And, and I know many people watching and many people watching from the outside of our – and I call it a lifestyle. It's not even a sport. It's a lifestyle because yes, you make so much sacrifice. It takes so much dedication and commitment. You know, it's a lifestyle. We, we actually cater our lifestyle around these animals. So that's why yes, I call sir. it a lifestyle. But a lot of people outside of our lifestyle can never really understand it because yes. we can never really explain that's right. what these animals do for us. That's right. um, and, and, and it's amazing that you got into it. And one of the first things that you wanted to do was carry on your grandfather's farm name to make sure that, that that's remembered. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I yes, mean, that, that shows you how, how, how much these animals touch our lives. And you being 20 years old, you already started on that path. Nobody told you to do it or anything like that. You just felt as though that's what needed to be done. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, it was really <laughs> – it was really a funny thing because, you know, I brought him home and, you know, I had a buddy give me a couple game hens. That was, you know, a couple little yard hats grays is all they were. And, uh, you know, I was like, I really enjoy doing this. And my mama looked at me and she was like, buddy, she was like, do you really want to do this? I was like, yeah, mama, I do. And she goes, well, first and foremost, you know, she said, look, if it was any decision we've made on this farm, any major decision, any minor decision, she said, let's pray on this. And I said, yes, ma'am, all right. That's right. So when that's we right. prayed on it, we you know we get, we turned it over to the Lord, and that's what we did, and mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's, it's blossomed to say the least. It blossomed, and I'm not going to fast forward. Well, well, I'm not going to fast forward. I was going to fast forward to ask you a question, but we're going to keep on walking this thing through. <laughs> so you got your first chicken, right? Yes, sir. So you got your first chicken. You excited about it? You know, how, did you have any setup, any pins, TPs, barrels? Did you have anything for them? Or, you know, how did you bring them home? <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, we had four laying hens and, a, you know, like a 10 by 10 pen that me and my dad threw together because, you know, we love fresh eggs. You know, there's nothing right. like a fresh egg in the morning. And, That's right. Uh, I was like, well, <laughs> so I just kind of threw them in the laying chicken pen. I was like, I guess I should probably build another pen. <laughs> and so... <laughs> um, you know, me and my dad, you know, I scraped together some money and uh right. my dad's my dad's a wonderful carpenter. Always has been. You know, okay. he's great with his great uh -huh. with his hands. And uh, -huh. uh he helped me build together my first stall and I set him in there and I was like, Man, he'd look real good with some hands, you know, and I it kinda it got my heart beating a little bit, you know, it's it got me excited, right. you know. I knew I was like, Man, right. like, this is gonna be something, you know. 
is going to be sick. So I can see the joy in your face right now, <laughs> man. It is, man, I'm telling it's just such an inspiration, man, because it, it gives us, you know, the generation of the of today gives us, you know, that smile, that that excitement, that enthusiasm. It gives us a lot of, a lot of inspiration that, hey, we do have people coming into this sport that has the passion for the sport, the passion for the birds, and that plan to carry it on. So it's just so awesome, man, to hear. So you said when you built your first pen, you put them out there. You built your first pen, you put them out there. And, uh, you know, what was your feeling, man, when you stood out there, man, and just looked at that Gamecock sitting inside that pen? Man, I looked at him, and I was like, oh. And, he, you know, he hopped. He kind of scratched around a little bit. You know, I kind of went about and just doing my yard work. And uh, I got around, and I was weeding around the chicken pens. And uh, I got around the back, and he jumped up on the roost. And he crow- He looked at me, and he crowed this big old long crow. I mean, he's got a distinctive crow. Whenever whenever somebody hears him, they're like, man, which one is that? Oh, that's that Kelso. You know, I know, I know who he is. And it really just put a smile on my face. I mean, I couldn't tell you why. I don't, right. I don't know why. But he hopped right. up on that perch, and he looked right. at me, and he gave all that big old loud crow. And I was like, man, that's something right. I can wake up to every morning. <laughs> I know that's right, man. I know that's right. So tell me this. Tell me this, Dakota. So, you know, that that's basically the first – Game, you've been around chickens and stuff like that all your life, but that's yes, really sir. the first game cock that you had at the yard, huh? Yes, sir. That's the first game chicken I'd ever owned. First, that's first. You know, that's been. I went from you know asking about a game chicken to you know looking at you know a five year old Kelso cock within about a week and a half, and I was like, oh man, you know this is this is gonna right. be fun. This is gonna be something. You know, kind of got my heart that's off. Exactly. It. Right. Made me excited. Right. That's amazing. That 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 is amazing. So so tell me this, Dakota. So you got your first one. Um, so you know you decided you and your father worked together. Y'all put it. You know y'all put built him a pen. Y'all got him in the pen now. You know what 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 did you do next? Did you get him some hens or you know what did you do next? <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, you know I've uh, I mean as bad as it sounds, I've always had a thing you know for chickens in general for livestock, and I was like. Damn. I was like, we gotta build another pen, you know. I mean, I was just, I was just genuinely excited, to, you know, to finally have my hands on something, you know, that I was like, man, like I, I could really invest in, you know, like I give right. that rooster my all, he's gonna give me his all, you know, if, you know right. whether it, you know right. in a brood pen, you know, when I, when I set him right. out to be judge, you know, he brings home that blue ribbon. Right. That's and, right. Uh, you know, automatically in my head, I was like, man, I was like, I gotta get him some hands, you know. I started doing my research, you know, I started googling, you know, right. Out and out Kelso history, you know. Yeah. You know, I started looking up that. You know, I I fell in love, you know, with Johnny Jumper Game Farm, you know, with his out and out Kelso's, right. you know. Right. And it was just, for lack of better terms, it was a downward spiral of of just love that I had for these chickens, and I was like, this is gonna we gonna be here a while. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So that was your first thing. So you start, you reached out there. Where did you get your first? You you did get your first hen or first yes, couple sir. hens? Yes, sir. I mean, um, <laughs> I I'm ended up putting it out there on in the Facebook group, and I was like, does anybody have any game hens available? And you know, a guy you know about an hour from here, he uh, reached out to me. And he said, yeah, buddy. He said, I do. You know, I traded him. I traded him a little BB gun. He ended up giving me three hens. He gave me you know, give me a black gray. A hatch gray and another hatch gray. You know, I threw them. I just I threw them all in the pen. I was like, let's do something with them. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was just excited. You know, you know. Right. Short, shortly after that, so, you know, when I built when I built my next stall, and you know, then you know, <laughs> then I was like, 
hmm, I might need another roaster to go in this style. <laughs> right. You know, my, my gear started turning a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So you go from one one Gamecock to no hens to one Gamecock, three hens, from one stall. Now you're about to build two stalls, and then there's a journey. So, yes, so, so obviously, you know, you've been around chickens and stuff like that from a livestock standpoint, you yes, know, sir. all your life. Um, now you get into the Gamecocks. You, you acquire your first Gamecock. You got your first hens. You build your first pen, you know. How did you even determine, like, who did you start reaching out to? Like, did you already know how to feed them or did you just feed them like the <laughs> regular, you know, regular land chickens that you had? I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I've I've always fed, you know, my chickens. You know, I fed them, you know, laying pellets of scratch grain. And that's what I fed my Gamecocks to start out with because I, I had no clue. You know, I had no clue that that's there was, right. you know, that was special feed that I could feed them, you know, that was, you know, 15, 16, 22, 22% protein. You know, I had no idea right. that, you know. I could feed him a special mix or anything. So I was just, you know, slinging a little scratch, you know, a couple of laying pellets. You know, I was slinging them and them hens in there some. You know, I wasn't thinking right. nothing of it. You know, I was just like, you know, right. you know, he's eating. You know, he's he's all right. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then obviously, you know, I uh, I actually had a buddy that worked at a feed store. And, um, you know, God bless Darren Brown because, you know, if it wasn't for him, you know, I, I would have had no clue, you know, right. that I could actually feed him, you know, like I feed Showtime Maintenance. And uh, right. he was like, he was like, man, he's like, you know, there's, you know, there's Gamecock feed. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and he was like, man, he was like, they have feed specially formulated for Gamecocks. And, you know, he's like, we sell it at the feed store. He was like, you come by one day. And he said, you know, I'll get the owner to talk to you about it. And I was like, all right. And right. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's how I figured it out, basically. Wow. And, 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 and again, if you know, Dakota, I think, like I say, this type of stuff is important, man, because you kind of walking us through it. And I know a lot of people watching right now is just reminiscing. You know, they yeah. probably reminiscing when they first got their first game, cock what they did, how they didn't know anything. And that's the, one of the reasons, like I said, I brought you on tonight. So it can kind of, you know, revive a lot of old memories and, and, and put some bullet points to some points of, you know, a lot of things that should be important to us and how we can make a positive impact on the next generation. Because, again, we got a guy 20 years old, got his first Kelso, didn't even really know. They had special kind of game cock feed. We <laughs> yeah. just gonna feed him like a land hen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. <laughs> that's where your journey starts. But yeah. at that time, you're so vulnerable because you know, at that time, with you not really knowing anything, it's extremely important that the people that you came in contact with in a game foul community was encouraging, was supportive. They wasn't telling you ain't got no call, just use your common sense. That's you right. know, because at that time. You didn't have any common sense when it came to game foul, did you? That's right. No, I I mean, I had no clue. You know, I knew, you know, you fed the chicken, you watered him, right. and she laid eggs. You know, that's that's all I right. knew. And, you know, you had a roaster to fertilize the eggs. That's all I knew. You know, I didn't right. know you could feed him, you know, special feed to give him grit in his diet. I, I had no clue. That's right. That's exactly right. You have no clue. So as you go and you get up to the feed store now, you know, you you, you go ahead and get you some different feed. You yes, start sir. feeding them some different feed. So, mm-hmm. you know, give us a little bit how your journey, you know, how you start really getting into. I guess, obviously, once you learn, you can find different feed. You're probably scratching your head like, well, how much other stuff I need to know <laughs> since I have these things? <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, definitely. I'll scratch my head, you know, and, you know, I feed, like I said, I, I feed Showtime and, uh, you know, I, I've been feeding that, you know, basically since I figured it out, I could, you know, I could feed him, you know, Gamecock feed. And, um, right. Well, I fed that, you know, and this guy, 
you know, they, you know, you talk about game chickens on Facebook. You know, Facebook's a big world. So, you know, somebody's going to call me and be like, hey, man, you know, you could do this, this, and this. And I was like, right. uh, okay. <laughs> right, right. So, like, right, you know, right, right. like I said, you know, I built my second stall. You know, I, I just had a hen in there. And, you know, and then, you know, the my, my mama calls it the plague. You know, that's uh, – or I call it the plague. Mama just kind of goes along with it. Um, I love gray chickens. I always have. I think they're. I think they're beautiful. I love the way they stand. I love the way they look. I love their temperament. Um, so I put it on Facebook one day, and I was like, "Hey, I was like, I'm looking for a great, great game chicken." And they were like, "Well, you know what line you want a frost? You want a frost? You want a log gray? You want a, you know, you want you want one cross with hats? You know?" I was like, right. wait, I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" I was like, "I just want a great chicken." So you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I went to a buddy's backyard, you know. I bought a $50, you know, he was bull stag. He was 18 months old. I bought a $50 chicken and I slung him in that pen, you know, and that's, I mean, that's where he stayed for a couple of days. And, um, you know, I've, it's bad, man. I've got a thing for Kelso's and Gray's. And I, I mean, I, that, I mean, that's what I do. And, um, right. I had a buddy come to the house one day and he was like, Hey man, he's like, I didn't know you raised no game chickens. I was like, well, I don't raise nothing. I was like, I just kind of got them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He come back. He said, man, he's like, I'll be right back. And, uh, well, I mean, he come back and he had a little dog carrier, you know, one of them little cat carriers. And, uh, he reached in there and he pulled out this gorgeous Kelso cock. That, I mean, I still got him. And, uh, he said, I want that gray chicken right there. And I was like, I like that gray chicken right there. <laughs> and, uh, right. he said, buddy, he said, I'll give you this rooster and $25. And I was like, sold. And I, <laughs> I fell in love. And he was a pecom, yellow legged Kelso. Come from a local farm here, you know, about 20 right. minutes inside town. Um, right. He's an old bloodline, you know. I, I mean, if I if I want to know more about him, you know, I can call. I can always call the guy and be like, "Hey, man, you know what's in this chicken? You know, he's marked, you know, outside left or whatever. You know, he would right. tell me. But you know, right? I know he's good blood, and I love his temperament. You know, he's brought home a blue right. ribbon. You know, from the GGBA right. shows. You know, he's that's good. He's a great chicken. You know, I loved him. And right, right. That's about. That's all I had for a little bit was Kelso's because you know when. Word travels fast when you know you live in a small town. You know, I live I live in a really small town, and uh, you know, it kind of everybody everybody that goes to high school together is you know always it's always you know how how's your mama and them you know, right? And uh, we know word got around, and my buddy was like, hey man, he's like I got a he's like I got a bum foot Kelso, I see you. And you know, he was a Kelso, you know, his foot was messed up, and he kind of walked on it like a fist. Right. And uh, he was like, I got a lacy roundhead hen. And I was like, what the heck is a roundhead? <laughs> right. I was like, what right. in the world right. is that? And um, <laughs> and he was like, man, he was like, if you breed them two, he was like, they'll come out real pretty. And I was like, sounds good to me. And, you know, I didn't have I didn't have no other pens, so I just slung them back in the laying chicken pen. You know, I kind of I kind of rigged one of those big, like those big, like extra large, you know, uh, dog carriers. I just kind of rigged right. it a little bit and put it together. And, you know. That's really when uh, that's really when Mama was like, buddy. She was like, you really, you really like these chickens, don't you? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, she goes, I think you want to do something with them, don't you? I said, yes, ma'am, I do. And, you know, that's I love my mama to death. If right. I wasn't for her, if it wasn't for her backyard, you know, I, w- I wouldn't have my farm, you know. Right. And uh, you know, it, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. It kind of went stagnant for a little bit. You know, I had I had three I had three cocks and about six hens. Now, you know, that's what I had. You know, I got there. Sling them some feed, pad on them, love right. on them, put them back in the pen, you know? Right. I didn't have no tie cords, didn't have no barrels, no TPs, no nothing like that. And, uh, right. you know, I'd go out there, pad on them, love on them, and just put them back in the pen. You know, that's that's what I did for, you know, a couple months at least. 
Right. So, so, you know, you got you. So tell me this, you know, when, when you say it got stagnated, was it because of your schedule or because you kind of got stuck or it was because you was out there looking for more information or that's all you I mean, can handle at that time? I mean, it was really a, a combination of both because at the time I was a full-time college student and, um, okay. you know, I was getting my, I was getting a degree in automotive technology and, you know, <laughs> working on cars, you know, it kind of, everything between game tickets and cars, you know, everything was kind of going together. I was like, well, wait a minute, I'm, I need to slow down on one of these. You know, I, I can't slow down on my education. So I kind of, right. I kind of right. slowed right. down on chickens, you know, I, I, I didn't like that too much. You know, I was always out there, you know, messing with them, petting with them, you know, whatever, going to the pen, you know, snapping at them, getting them strung at me, you know, right. I was always handling them. And um, with school, school, it was, it was a schedule with school, even with, you know, even with three cocks and seven hens, you know, I still had to get up every morning and feed. I had clocks. I had classes at eight o'clock. You know, cl- classes. You know, forty-five minutes away. That's seven fifteen right. right there. Like, I got to leave the house at seven fifteen, so I've got to get up about six. Go out there, water chickens, and so sometimes right. you know, like you know, some semesters, you know, I had class until six, seven at night, so I'd have to feed in the mornings because you know I'd get home and right. be dark. So I'd have to feed in the mornings, right. feed and water in the mornings. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to text my dad or my mom and be like, "Hey, can you go run check water for me?" And you know, right. That's that's another thing. My mom and my daddy have been 100% supporters. You know, they haven't – they kind of were like buddies. They were like, if you want to do this, they're like, you're going to do it. You know, you're going to do it. You know, we'll provide the yard. Right. You know, if you if you really need help one month, you know, by paying that feed right. bill or something, and we, we see that you're trying, we'll help you. But right. she said basically, basically it was if you stay off your butt and, you know, you stay in this farm like you want to right. and like you want right. to – like you say you want to, they said we'll support it. And, I mean, that's – a hundred percent. They've always backed my dreams. They've always helped me do whatever I whatever I wanted to do. So I mean, and I'm, that's I'm extremely that important. Too. Absolutely. Yes, yes. That's, that's that's extremely extremely important. So you know, it shows too. You know, you had a full time student. Sometimes we get home seven, you know, seven eight o'clock at night. You know, so you got into the habit of feeding the birds in the morning, so you wouldn't have to worry about not being able to miss, you know, having to miss feed. So it's a sacrifice. I mean, yeah. You know, even. With your crazy schedule, you knew you had to take care of those birds every single day, no matter yes, what the weather was, how bad your schedule is, how tired you was. You got up every single day and took care of them chickens before you started your day. Huh? <laughs> yes, sir. I, I mean, I had to because I knew, just like my mama said, they're like, buddy, you know, this is your this is your thing. You know, you're going to do it. And I was like, all right, I got it. And you know, I just kind of took it by the reins, you know, I rode that horse off into sunset, you know. <laughs> Right, right, right. So, so, so tell me this, Dakota. So you getting into it, you know, you got, you know, you don't have a whole bunch of chickens right now. You're a full-time student. And you said you didn't kind of really like the feeling because obviously you got to put your education first. You know, chickens ain't going nowhere. You know, chickens ain't going nowhere. They're going to be there now and they'll be here 10 years from now. So, you know, you did the right thing. You had to kind of, you know, pump the brakes on one and say, well, let me take care of this first because my job eventually allowed me to have some chickens. Without a good job, I ain't going to be to have no chickens. So. So how did you feel, man, when you had to kind of step back from the chickens, which you knew was the right decision? Yeah. But how did it kind of feel, man, that you couldn't spend that time with them chickens anymore? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it kind of it kind of ticked me off. I was like, man, you know, I'm you know, I've never <laughs> I'm 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 gonna be a typical male here. I, I've never been much for school. You know, I used to like it, you know, I was a kid, but. High school, college, right. I was like, man, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, and um. In a way, the chickens were my extracurricular activity, basically. Right. I mean, because it really drove me crazy because I, wor- I worked for my dad, my mom, my, 
my both my parents are entrepreneurs, so I work for both of them. Okay. And, you know, right. My dad's my dad owns an upholstery shop, and it's behind. It's literally like the house is here, the chicken yard is here, and the shop is here. So you know, okay, okay. So I would have to walk past my chickens every morning, every afternoon. You know, whenever I got home from school, if I didn't have school that day, I'd have to walk mm-hmm. past my chickens. You know, to go go to work, and you know. Right. Um, thankful i'm so thankful for my daddy (laughs) i've taken over part of the shop you know it's kind of like my my cock house quote unquote um like my feed bins are in there i'm you know i'm I'm transitioning everything out and you know into you know into the yard you know with waterproof barrels all that kind of stuff um but you know i had to walk over there you know i'd i'd be working in the main part of the shop and i'd look over i'd be like man there's chicken feed over there. I'm chickens finding you be fed. I'd be like, Daddy, right. I got, I, I got to take a break. I'm going to water the chickens real quick. You know, <laughs> you know, it was right, just, right. It was just a, a like a like a childlike happiness, basically. Anytime I had the opportunity to mess with them or fool with them or you know, go even go out there and see them. Yep. It's 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 it's. I tell you, man, it's an amazing. It's just a joy, man, just hearing you talk about it. Because like I say, a lot of guys like myself. You know, we're 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 all a lot of us are just reminiscing when we first got into it. Um, and 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 these stories again, they're your journey, but I really want to highlight it, man, because this is the other side that a lot of people in society do not see. You know, they don't see the fact that this is a young man focused on school. He made the right decision on pumping his brakes on the game foul so he could focus on his education, was working, got up every morning, took care of his chickens, fed him, water him and all that, would check on him throughout the day while he was in school to make sure he had water. These are all the sacrifices that you're doing and you don't have to do it. Yeah. I mean, you you can, you know, you can say, I'll feed my chickens every other day. Yeah. And if nobody knows, then nobody knows. You know, only That's you right. know, you and the chickens know, That's but right. you didn't. You decided to commit and dedicate it because of the love that you have for these animals that even if I'm working all day, if I'm in school all day, I got to spend time with my chickens. Yeah. And then the thing is the feeling that you said that you had, you know, when you couldn't mess with your chickens and you had to yeah. focus on school, like, <laughs> God, dog, man, I want to be out in that, ch- <laughs> yeah. you know, I be out in that chicken yard, you know, and I know a lot of people that's like that. You know, I know a lot of people, that don't has actually never did anything other in a life, but chickens. They ain't yeah. really, you know, every job they had was just a job just to put a little, you know, to get them through the next hump, you know, yeah. chickens were just their life. Um, and we don't see that, you know, that, that is not projected to society. You know, society is presented a snapshot of who they think we are and they don't really get a true look of who we truly yeah. are. We are very hard working, you know, we God fearing, you know, we're dedicated. We make a lot of sacrifice. We're family people. Yeah. That is who a game fowl breeder is. Yeah. You know, it's not the, you know all the other stuff, the drugs and this. That's trash. That's yeah. probably point three percent, point one three percent of something. Yeah. That is not who we are. Yeah. You know, um, and and again, and I'm saying that because you're young. You know, and not knowing the game fowl community. You know, is I think it's important for you to know because you will run into some of that stuff as a game fire breeder as you go along in your yeah. journey. But just yeah. that's a very, very small portion of who we are. And what you're doing right now is exactly what a game fire breeder is all about. Dedication, commitment, God fearing, family oriented, you know, responsible sacrifice. That's what we all about. So it, it's, you know, like I say, it's just a pleasure sitting here listening to you, man, how you already get like, you know, upset a little bit that you can't spend time with your chickens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you could be like, oh, 
was just a chick and I ain't got time right now. I need to make this money so I can buy me a car or go do this or play a video game or whatever the case is. He's like, yeah. nah, I want to really be in my chicken yard. I know I got to yeah. be in this school, but I really want to be in that chicken yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it irked me for lack of better terms, you know, that I couldn't go out there, you know, I couldn't go out there and pet them Kelsos, but you know, I might not have been in the chicken yard, but I was, you know, I was right. on my phone doing, you know, what's a Cardinal Club Kelso? You know, what's out and out Kelso? You know, trying to figure out, right. you know, what all these different gray bloods were. You know, I was, right. it was chick, it was like a mad chicken brain, you know. That's I, I, I all that was in my head, you know, was just chickens, and I was like, man, I was like, I got to figure this stuff out, you know. And so I kind of really just, I dove in with both feet. I mean, I jumped in with both feet, I dove right. in head first, right. uh, you know. That, right. That's what I did. It was like, I'm going to break my neck. I'm going to Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, so tell me this, Dakota. So you getting in, like you say, you know, you don't know anything. First game foul you ever had in your life. You've been around a farm, so you know about poultry and that kind of stuff. But this is a whole different animal. Um, you know, so, you know, you have reached out to some local people, used Facebook to get some resources, did your own research and stuff like that, you know. What was your feeling when you started to go out and explore um, and network within a community, man? Like, what kind of feeling, what kind of feedback, or what was your perception of this culture? I mean, my cult, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it was awesome at first because, you know, I could walk in, you know, there's a man down the road. He's 10 minutes down the road. He's bred chickens, you know, almost 50 years. His name is Mr. Benny. And uh, he's been nothing but helpful, you know, but. And he's, I mean, literally nothing but helpful. My first interaction with this community was positive. It was, you know, like you said, it was positive people. They were family oriented. You know, they wanted to help. But, you know, I mean, as sad as it is to say, I mean, I do get looked down on a lot because I'm young. But, you know, that's that's with anything, you know, whether it be, you know, sports, school, I mean, anything. But, I mean, my perception was like it's it's a family thing. Like as as gangfowl breeders, as cockers, you are one big family. You know, majority, you know, whether, you know, it's, you know, I'm looking for, you know, this bloodline or this bloodline or, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out what kind of feed to feed them. You know, you right. can take up that phone and be like, hey, man, you know, what am I doing wrong here? And they'll be like, oh, buddy, right. you're just doing this, this and this. You know, if you tweak this, you know, it'll be a little bit different. You know, it'll turn out better for right. you, you know. Right, right, right. So. You know, so your, your first interaction is positive. You meet a bunch of good people, a bunch of good game fowl breeders. You know, um, you able, you got somebody close by the house. You can pick up the phone, you know, reach out to them when you get stumbled. And, and I'm pretty sure you had a lot of stumbling because you knew you don't really know what's going on. So tell me this, you know, and, and, and I hear this a lot, a lot of times, and, and you probably hear it in a lot of other different things, you know. When you first start reaching out, you know, with some of the stuff that you were asking – that people kind of felt like maybe it was probably common sense, but to you, it wasn't common sense because you never had a game chicken in your life. I mean, absolutely, because, you know, like, I knew, I literally what I knew was you fed the hen laying pellets, she laid an egg. You needed a rooster to fertilize that egg. The hen would set on the eggs for 21 days, and you'd have a chick. That's all I knew. Right. I didn't even right. know it was 21 days up until, you know, I started, you know, really getting into chickens. And, right. um... You know, there was a lot of times, you know, simple stuff. I didn't even know how to hold a rooster. I was like, just hold him, you know. I just hold his wings down, hold him hold real awkward. He would squirm and everything. And finally somebody, somebody was like, buddy, he was like, you know, just tuck, tuck your hand up there under his breast, you know, just hold him. 
And, you know, right. it was simple stuff like that, you know, that it right. seems common sense, but it right. wasn't. And like, um, exactly. like anytime file care is one of the most simple yet complex things I've ever had to comprehend. And, um, like, you know, like pen fights, that's the, um, I mean, it's awful. I hate them. I can't stand them. You bust toes, you break right. beaks, you bust spurs, right. you bust that's heads. Right. You know, right. I, I I never really, you know, I'd seen a rooster, you know, I'd been like, you know, I like my tie cord, I was obviously not the greatest. So, you know, I'd put him on right. a tie cord, you know, he'd get off a tie cord, you know, I'd seen him, you know, I'd seen him, you know, hit the fence and, I, you know, I'd freak right. out, you know, grab my rooster and be like, uh, right. oh no. But, right. you know, one day, you know, you know, you know, here in Georgia, the weather's crazy and uh, i had a pin blow over it was a fresh two-year-old at kelso cock and i was like and i you know i it was on sunday morning i'd got up and i'd water chickens before church and i went to church you know you know i went to church you know sat through service you know i went i went and got lunch with my family and i come back well like i said you know the house and the shop they're about 100 125 yards apart you know my daddy will get his truck and he'll ride down to the shop he right. rode down. He called my mama and he said, "You need to tell Dakota he's got pins blowed over." And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I was right, like, "Please, right. don't, please don't be nothing in them." And I walked up <laughs> and I, I saw that beat up Kelso rooster, and I was like, "No!" Right. And uh, I was one of my, my favorite chickens. You know, it was a gray chicken. It was he was half sweater, half shorty gray. He was uh-huh. about six years old. He was an old, 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 old man. And I was like, "Oh no!" And, you know, I got him stood up. You know, I had in one of the roosters my daddy. And, you know, I'm running over trying to get to the sweater gray in the, in the pen. You know, I'm pulling him up. And, you know, I was like, what do I do? I was like, what do I do? I was like, I don't know what to do here. And, right. you know, I mean, I knew I knew basic. Like, I knew mama knew basic first aid. So that's what we did. And I was like, oh. Right. So I'm like, as we're doing first aid, I'm like calling all these people. I'm like, hey, you know what to do with this right here? And they're like, yeah, buddy, you know, you can, you know, just do this, this, and this. You know, right. like, um. I don't use antibiotics or anything. I don't like it. I use uh, oil of oregano a lot, you know, for, you know, where our bird's got to sneeze or whatever. So we give them a shot of oil of oregano, and then um, we were putting, um, it's basically like a natural neosporin on them. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head for some reason. Okay. You put it on their head to get the scabs off, and, you know, I was checking his eyes out. You know, I was pulling, I was making sure there was nothing in his throat, you know. Right. And I didn't know none of that until I picked up the phone. I was like, hey. Can you help me? And, you know, he was, you know, I called, you know, two, three different people and they were all like, yeah, buddy, you know, you can do this, this, and this. And, you know, I got, I got different information from all of them. You know, I did all of it. And, you know, them roosters was good roosters. You know, I mean, I mean, sadly, I did lose that broodcock, but, you know, he's six years old. So, I mean, I mean, that that Kelso rooster, you know, that's been, that's been some odd. I mean, that's been a, a good while ago. You know, he's still out there kicking in a brood pen, you know? Right. So, I mean, if it wouldn't have been for them old, you know, them, them old, you know, them experienced cockers, those old timers, for lack of better terms, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known what to do. You know that losing a broodcock in a pen fight, my first major pen fight, losing a broodcock was really discouraging. I'm not gonna lie to you, like it, it really broke my heart. I was like, man, you know, I was like, I kind of, I could have lost two good chickens there, you know, yep. you know, I was like, man, you know, and when that broodcock finally, you know, kind of croaked over, I was like, oh no, and you know, it broke my heart. And I was like, right. I was like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I was like, what am I gonna do? Yes. Right. You know, and I, it just, it was just heartbreaking. But you know, if it, those, you know, those old timers, you know, there's old timers. His name's Paul. He lives 
about two hours from here. But you know, at the um, there's a little place in called Tacoa, Georgia, that hosts the GGBA shows. And uh, he said, oh, he said, you gonna be at the show Saturday?" And I said, "Yes, sir, I will be." And he said, "Well, I've got something for you." Well, he come up, you know, he handed me Hatch Gray Rooster. He said, "Here, buddy." He said, "I heard you lost your, you know, your Gray Cross Broodcock." He said, "Here's a fresh stag." He said, "You do whatever you want to with him." Wow, that's amazing. That is that that that's again. Uh, you know, like you say, that's the experience that you have had coming into the sport. So tell me this, Dakota, and, and, and I think this is extremely important for all of us to hear. You know, how would you have felt in a situation like that? First of all, your heart is already broke because you got a situation. You got two broodcocks messed up, never had this experience in your life. You know, you you haven't been in a game probably less than a year's time. Yeah. Um, you know, how would you have felt, man, if you picked up the phone and some of them guys like, man, just use your common sense, do this or that. That's common sense. How would you have felt, man, if those are the type of responses you was getting to use your common sense? I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. It it have been it have been disheartening. You know, I wouldn't that that would have pushed me to hang up. You know, throw in the towel. You know, hang it all up. You know, really, you don't want it. It's like I don't want to be talked to like that. You know. You know, I don't. I don't think about them things. I've never had game chickens. You know, like I don't. I just know what to do. You know, like I can. You know, I can doctor the scrape on my knee, but I can't doctor no busted beak on a rooster. And, that's right. Um, it's um. That's a totally different ball game. So I was like, uh, thank you for the information. You know, I mean, so I mean, I'll, I'm beyond grateful for the people that have helped me because if if it would have been you know the opposite side of the spectrum, I I couldn't say you know I'd I'd still be in game chickens. See that and, and, and that that's exactly, you know, that's what I kind of wanted to see, you know, because, again, you're at a very vulnerable time. You know, you come in, you new to the sport, you know, and, and again, people might say, hey, it's common sense. You should know that, you know, a bird need grain or a bird need this or a bird need that. If you ain't never had no game chicken, <laughs> you don't know what that thing need. You see what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. I always say there is no common sense. There is no common sense because if I put you in an airplane. And you hit a particular button. I said, man, don't you got common sense? Don't hit that button and then make the wing do this. You're going to be like, I never flew a plane before. So what are you talking about? I don't know this. You know what I'm saying? So there is no common sense. And that's just a point that I kind of wanted to hear from a younger generation. Because, you know, in order for us to continue on, we have to refill the spots that's being lost. You know, we, we, we lose cockers all the time to either death, financial situations, marital situations, relocation, you know, game foul cockers come in and out the sport all the time. And I think, you know, a lot of us that's been blessed enough to be in it for a long period of time. We need to be very conscious of, you know, not only just the words that we use, but how we encounter newer guys in a sport, because it's guys like yourself, your age group and younger that is the future. That's the bottom line. Us 40, 50, 60 years old, our days are numbered. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I will, we'll be here to 80 years old, but at the end of the day, we're not considered the next generation. Yeah. We're considered the present generation. You're considered the next generation. And I'm so happy that in during that vulnerable time that you would have just threw the towel in. It was just that simple. You was on the line that if I had a bad experience outside of these, I'm already having a bad experience with this pin fight. Yeah. Any more bad experiences, I'm done. You know, I'm yeah. good. I ain't, I ain't doing no more more chickens. But I'm so glad that the people that you did encounter gave you the knowledge, gave you the information, was supportive, you know, and made you say, okay, good. I can get through this. Now you know what to do when it comes to a cage fight, correct? That's right. Yes, sir, I do. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that's how you learn. So what you think is common sense to you, maybe now, always remember when it first happened, you ain't know none of that. You know, you didn't know none of that. So, you know, that's just, you know, and, and I'm saying this because, again, one day you'll be 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And when you come around a new guy, regardless if he's young and new or old and new, just always understand that, you know, we got to be conscious of the words that we use. Always be supportive and know that there is no common sense in this chickens. There ain't no common <laughs> sense right. in this chickens. Oh, I can promise you that right now. Um, but, you know, that I, I'm glad you had that experience. So from that experience, you just kept building, huh? So yes, from sir. that point on, man, did you start buying more chickens? Did you start meeting more people? From that point on, I mean, that kind of jump-started a little bit. Cause, you know, um, like back to when I had, you know, them three roosters, them seven hens, them six, seven hens. Um, right. There was a guy about an hour out, out from here, about an hour west, and uh, he said, buddy, he said, I need everything gone. He said, I got three stags, a bull stag, and all the hens you can count. Ended up being like wow. 15 – ended up being like 15 chickens, and I got four good solid steel pens for $100. And I was – I looked at my daddy, and I was like, daddy, I was like, we going to have to do something, you know. My daddy – great man you know he he he's pulled a trailer many a times for you know a big a big double extra trailer many a time for pens or chickens right. or whatever so we loaded up you know the next weekend we went up there and we got all them pens and all them chickens and um i mean at the time i only had you know seven eight pens but you know every pen right. had a chicken in it you know i mean right every right. one of them had right. a rooster in it that's you right know, that, that's, that's right that's what made that's really from that from that point on, that was probably, you know, I started the journey in January. That was probably March, April, and um, from then on, it was just to the moon, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was wide open all the way down. Wide open, huh? And you can't see yourself turning back and not having these chickens in your life, huh? Well, no, not at all. I I mean, it'd be different, but I mean. There's a yard full of them, so I mean the crowing and the clucking. It's what I right. love to hear, you know. And um, everybody's like, man, everybody in the city is like, man, I'd love to just hear a rooster crow. <laughs> Come on, I'll show you one crow. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it it makes my heart happy. You know, every morning I wake up, you know, I go out to water them chickens and they start crowing. You know, that, that's music to my ears, basically. Right. That's right. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. It is, you know, not only that is a beautiful thing, but seeing young men, the younger generation coming into the sport, having great experiences and stuff like that and and and, and really thinking to myself, you know what, I'm gonna be in this a long time. And that's kind of how you feel. And you're like, you know what, I'm gonna be in yeah. these chickens a long time. You know, yeah. I don't see no wind. Like you said, it's going <laughs> to the moon. I'm going yeah. to the moon with these chickens. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, again, man, obviously, you know, you have a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, you'll always stop learning. I mean, you'll never stop learning. Yeah. Um, and you know, just some things just to kind of, you know, hold close to your, to your vests, always keep an open mind. You know, I have That's been right. around, you know, if you've been following me, you know, I have been around, I have seen hundreds of thousands of chickens. I have met thousands of people. I have been to hundreds of farms and I'm telling in, in, in different countries. And I can tell you, man, you know, one of the things that I have learned in that travel is, one, it's good people all over the world. And, right. and chicken people, I don't care what they breeding, what style they breeding, what breed they breeding. You know, we're nation builders. 
And right. always remember that, man. As a GameStop reader, we're nation builders. We're the carpenters. We're the plumbers. We're the Walmart clerks. You know, we work in the dollar stores. We do, you know, we the electricians. We're the truck drivers. You know, we are the nation builders. Yeah. You know, and that's the part. You know what I'm saying? Just think about yeah. that and always remember that. That's why you got to be proud of who you are as a game foul breeder because understand that you're a part of – you're a nation builder. And it's yeah. like that in every country in the world. You go to the Philippines, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Colombia, Vietnam. Yeah. Game foul breeders are like the – they're like the blue-collar workers. Yeah. They build the nations. You know what I'm saying? So so I always tell them and I mention that some – you know, people like oh, just go over their head. But if you really think about it, man – we're the same all over the world. You that's know, we're right. the same all over the world. And uh, I, that's why I think I'm very proud to be a game fire breeder. I'm yeah. very proud to be a game fire, regardless of what society says about me or not. And then also, too, it makes you keep a very open mind, you know. And I say that because in my travels, stuff that one guy told me would not work, I will come across a farm and a game fire breeder doing it, and it did work. You Absolutely. know, the way I would have, the way somebody would have some pins set up and he said, no, I got rid of those because they didn't work for me. I would go somewhere else. It might be on the other side of the country or it might be across the ocean. Yeah. And I would see somebody doing the same thing and it'd be working. I'm like, oh, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how, how do you know, even, yeah. I mean, when it comes to, you know, people say, oh, don't feed them that right there. That's not enough. I go to some people, I see them winning blue rimmers all the time. I'm like, what you feed? Oh, these land pellets. Like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've heard a hundred people say don't do that. Yeah. And 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 it's working. So I'm giving you that little tidbit of advice. I've been I didn't been around. I have seen hundreds of thousands of blue ribbon shows, you know, thousands of, of, of cockers, went to hundreds of farms. I'm telling you, man, one of the keys to being successful as a game fire breeder is always keeping an open mind. Always keep an open mind. You know, seek advice, but don't seek approval. You know, yeah. seek advice. Try this, try that, try this, try that, try this, try that. Try that. But at the end of the day, the only person that needs the approval is the person carrying that feed bucket. That's right. And if you don't want to carry that feed bucket and you don't want to pay that feed bill and you want to cross a Kelso to an A-Seal or you want to cross a Kelso to a pigeon, do it. <laughs> yeah. you're the one. You know, it's you. Yeah. It's your money. It's your time. It's your dedication. And I'm telling you these things because it might come like, well, of course. But, you know, to a lot of people, it's not like that. So and yeah. I think it's extremely important, again, coming into the sport that you start off with, I need to always keep an open mind. I yeah. need to always try stuff. You know, every understand this. Every cross that you have in your yard was a result of an experiment. That's right. Regardless of what the experiment was, it could have been 100 years ago. They could have did that cross that you have in your yard a hundred years ago. Well, you know what? A hundred years ago, it was an experiment. Nobody knew what a council crossed over. This was going, going to be. Nobody knew what a hatch, what a sweater was going to be. Nobody knew until they tried it. So just always keep that in mind. Be very proud of who you are. You know, be very proud of who you are and understand. Seek advice, but don't seek approval because yeah. you're the only one putting in blood, sweat, and tears and paying that money. You know, and 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 then also too, you know, understand. That it's not only that we're taking care of these chickens, but, you know, I just like I said, I always go back to biblical points, you know, and, and I just think we're chosen to be their caregivers. Yeah. And this is one of God's animals. Absolutely. So it's your responsibility to do everything that you're supposed to do to take care of God's animal. That's he right. put that animal 
your hands. He allow you to have that animal. He could send a tornado through your thing and blow all them chickens away and you won't have nothing. You know, so always remember it's your responsibility to always give those animals the best, not only three days a year, every single day of the year. That's right. Whether it's cold, it's hot, it's muddy, you're tired, you're stressed out, you just got in a fight with your girlfriend. I don't care what it is. At the end of the day, you got God's animals in that backyard. And it's That's your right. responsibility to go out there and do what you need to do. That's right. Sometimes, you know, and you need to go out there with 100% all the time. Leave that attitude on the porch or leave it in your bedroom or whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, you go out there because those are God's animals and you've been chosen to take care of them. You took the responsibility and you got to put it all in 100 percent. You know, and it, and his experiences that you're going through right now that you want you should. I want you to remember 30, 40 years down the road. Don't forget. Don't forget how you started. Don't forget it wasn't common sense that you didn't know that it was game foul feed. Don't forget that you didn't know what to do to a cock when it got into a cage fight. You know, yeah. and don't forget, don't tell somebody they need to just use their common sense because you didn't have none Absolutely. and they don't have none. They just used to be you. That's you right. what I'm saying? Yeah. They just used to be you. Um, and that's, 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 you know, I just wanted to kind of put that out there right now while everybody's watching and while you're young, you're fresh, you're new. I think it's extremely important to put the right ideas in your head, man, because like you say, you're going to the moon. The sky's right. the limit, man. What you put in them is what you're going to get out of them. And sometimes you put more in them than you get out of them. That's, right. that's the part that people talk about. Yeah, sometimes you put a lot in them and you get very little out of them. But you know what? Just keep it on moving and going to the next one. But so, you know, now we hear. You know, you got a whole yard full of chickens, man. You in love with it. You're learning yeah. every day. You know, you still got a lot to learn. Um, you still are you still in school? Are you working in, in school or, or what kind of time frame you working with right now? Um, I actually graduated from a local tech school here for, with an automotive technology certificate. So I'm I'm Definitely. done with college, but um, I right. still work. Right. Um, I work with right. my dad. I work with my mom. You know, whatever whatever right. the day brings. You know, I'm. Or whether it's in the chicken yard, you know, I'm I'm working, you know, I'm working every day of my life, whether it's with, you know, upholstery, you know, plumbing, electrical, or, you know, I'm helping mom, I'm just helping mom run errands, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing something every day, every day, every day, but I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still home every time, usually I'm still on, on time every time I feed them chickens, I water them chickens, you know, that's, that's always, that's always in the back of my mind. That's always in the back of your mind. So tell me this, you know, Dakota, you know, what what as as this present generation is game foul breeders, you know, what can you get? Because, again, at your age, you look at things at a totally different mindset. You came up in a totally different generation. You know what? As the present day game foul breeders, you know, what can we do for a young guy like you just getting in game foul to set you up, you know, to to like you say, go to the moon? I mean, in all honesty, um, like my experiences, I've I've been nothing but blessed, nothing short of blessed. Um, I have I've been given brood cocks, brood hens, stags, pullets. I've been given chicks. I've been given numerous accounts of advice, and the you know always the old stories. You know, you you befriend that old cocker up there. You know, he might he might give you a brood cock. You know, in about two three years, um, just. As long as I mean, being polite—that's all I right. can, all I can, all I can express. Because 
that's all I've been exp- I mean, that's all I've been given is kindness and blessings. Like it's nothing, nothing short of it. You know, right. I've befriended, a, you know, befriended old Cocker, and you know, he was like, man, he's, I'm, you know, I'm, we're walking through his tie cord yard. I'm like, man, it's a sharp looking Kelso cock. You like him? Yes, sir. Well, I don't take him home. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, it's always, <laughs> I mean, it's stuff like that, you know. I mean, as long as you've, as long as, I mean, it doesn't always just fall on the present generation. As long, I feel like as long as my generation has an open mind, you know, is, is willing to learn. Right. There is the sky's the limit. As long as, as long as somebody's willing to help and you're willing to learn, mm-hmm. you're set. You're set. That's right. That's right. So, so that's what we can do as a present generation is making sure that we're very conscious, you know, always trying to help the next cocker, whether he's young or old newer season, treat everybody like family. Don't focus on a small 0.001% of the bad apples in, 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 in the group. Um, and, and, uh, like I say, I, again, you're the first of many because I will continue to highlight your generation because y'all guys are our future. Y'all do not know nothing about these chickens. And it's a ton of information out here. You listen to all of it. Take, take what you can use out of it and set the rest to the side. Because the rest that you set to the side may not help you, but you might get a phone call five years from now and ask you a question. And you can go back to that information you set to That's the exactly side and right. say, well, it didn't help me, but this is the answer to that guy's question. You know, so listen to all of it. Take it all in. Use what you can use. Keep an open mind. Absolutely. Seek advice. Don't seek approval. Seek advice. It's your yard. It's your farm. It's your money. It's your chickens. That's right. Do it. Keep an open mind. Always try to improve. Never get in a mindset. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because you know what? That's right. We don't drive Model Ts today. We drive different types of cars. We don't use a horse and buggy to get from New Jersey to California. We got airplanes. So, again, Always keep an open mind. Always try to improve and never forget that you have God's animals back there in that yard. That's right. So, you know, Dakota, man, it's been a we've been on this thing for an hour. It's been a <laughs> pleasure, pleasure talking, man. Congratulations with you graduating uh, right. to tech school. But I have one surprise for you before we get off. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you said you've been blessed. So I just wanted to add another blessing to it. You know about the Journey to the Pit 362 program, you know, with the 12 mentors and 12 students, right? Yes, sir. So I just wanted to let you know, man, that you will be in the next class, man. I'll set you up with a good mentor. It doesn't mean that you got to stop listening to everybody else, (laughs) but I'm a dedicated mentor, man, that I'm pretty sure you establish a lifelong relationship. You'll have a person to directly call. I'm always here, but I just wanted to let you know today on the show that you have been picked to be one of the 12 students <laughs> of the Journey to the Pit 362 program. I hope it make you happy, man, but I'm very, very proud of you, um, and I'm just trying to do my part to do everything that I can and make sure that we set you up for success for the next generation, man. So congratulations, <laughs> brother, and I hope thank that you, you're thank happy. You, thank you. <laughs> well, listen, man. Stay in touch. We're going to end this interview now, man, on a positive note. Like I say, man, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I know a lot of everybody's watching, man. You've been an inspiration to just uh, listen to, you know, to see, you know, how much passion you have and how much hard work you into and, and that connection that you have already just into the sport, man. So I want to make sure that we all do our part 
to make sure that we set you up with everything that you need, man, to carry this generation and carry your grandfather's legacy of Smith Legacy Farms, man. We'll make sure we set you up right and keep you going, brother. All right? All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, sir, brother. I'll be in touch, man. And just remember, stay focused, stay positive, and we'll all stay blessed, Dakota. And I'll be talking to you soon, brother. You have a good night. You too. Thank you, sir. All righty, brother. I'll be talking to you soon. All righty, guys. That was Mr. Dakota that we had on tonight, man. A young cocker of the present, of, of the new generation, man. You know, I think it was extremely important and very powerful to have this young man come on his show tonight. You know, it did exactly what I thought it was going to do. You know, it was a great, great young man. I met him some time ago in my travels, man, at a GBA meeting uh, in Georgia, man. He's a very, very nice person, a good young man. I met his mother. Um, and again, I reached out to his mother to make sure that I had her permission to even, you know, have him come on to the show. You know, I didn't know how old Dakota was, but I, I just thought it was the proper thing to do. You know, to go through his mom to get permission. Um, but, you know, she told me some about him. He sent me over his bio. And again, you know, we as the present day cockers, man, you know, need to take heed to the things that he was saying, you know, how he was in a very vulnerable position. How, you know, if he was told the wrong things, he would have just threw in a towel, you know, and just forgot about gang foul. And that had been just one potential great game cocker that we would have lost. If he would have got the wrong type of encounter with the present day cocker. That's why I say we can never, never forget how important it is and be very conscious with the encounters that we have with other cockers, new or old, you know, um, seasoned or, you know, veterans or, or, or new cockers. It doesn't make a difference. We need to be very, very conscious, you know of our encounters and how we talk to each other because we don't know what somebody's mindset is. You know what I mean? We don't know what they're going through. At that point, Dakota had dealt with a situation he had never dealt. You know, his confidence, he's, you know, he was, like he said, he wasn't feeling good. You know, he didn't understand. He was discouraged. You know, two of his good broodcocks was, was, was fighting through a cage and he ended up losing one. And he didn't know what to do to take it. These, we don't know what somebody's dealing with. So we always got to understand that we got to be very conscious on how on how we deal with, you know, other game foul breeders uh, with these encounters. You know, you, you you heard from him how using the word common sense, how we got to be very conscious, you know, and guys used to get on me about, oh, what you making a big deal about somebody not having common sense? Well, you heard it first. You heard it from a young man just getting into the sport, only been in it about a year. And he didn't even know that it was food for Gamecocks. He didn't even know. He didn't even know how long it took for an egg to hatch. So how can you tell somebody like him, use your common sense? There is no common sense when it comes to these chickens. It's just things that you know and things that you don't know until you don't know them. So again, guys, I hope that y'all guys enjoyed this interview tonight. It wasn't a two-hour interview because we was going to be talking about bloodlines and hatching and vaccinations and all that kind of stuff because he's not there yet. He's not there yet. But I promise you, he will be there. If I can help out, if I can help in any way, shape, form, or fashion, I promise you that young man is going to be where he needs to be. And he said he's going to the moon. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be filling up the rocket fuel. I'm going to fill up the rocket fuel. Let him do the driving. I just He just told me he want to go to the moon. I'm going to do everything that I can help him out to do so he can go to the moon. So, guys, I hope you all guys enjoyed the show. 
please look at the whole entire interview and be very conscious and take heed. This young man and all the other young men and women, the young ladies and stuff out there, they are our future. We have an opportunity before us now to create the next generation. We can mold the next generation. These are the things that we can never overlook because they're extremely important. They are going to carry our culture, but they are only going to carry what we teach them. So if we want these birds to live on for generations to come and just get better every generation, understand we need to always make sure we help and we support guys like Dakota. So y'all guys have a good night. Stay focused. Stay positive. Stay blessed. And I'll see y'all tomorrow. We got another great guest, Dred, Dre Redcliffe. A lot of y'all guys know him. If y'all don't, don't worry. Y'all get to know him tomorrow. Same place, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Journey to the Pit page. Stay focused. Stay positive. Stay blessed. And I'll see y'all guys tomorrow. Good night.